Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable, episode 76. I'm Jenny Walker, the social media ministry leader here at Life Church, and this is Mike Hill, our lead pastor. <laughs> Woo, got spe- it right. And our, and our special guest. And our special, special guest, Melissa Get. How come she got two specials? I don't know, because I really like her. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> She's okay. so interesting. So just because driving around last night, I uh-huh. got to know, did you go ho- or no. trick-or-treating? No, I don't like Halloween. Melissa? My kids are too old. Too old. They, we, no. Okay. So they, we, did they do any, like, did they have any high school parties that were around Halloween where they had bonfires and haunted trails? And- actually, my seventh grader got invited to a party. Yes. Yeah, wow. And they did a bonfire and, Was it and a go- trail a girl, run. Bo- girl boy party? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what happens that's, in yeah, seventh grade. That's the way right? to do them. Yeah, like you can't go out and date. So, you know, you go out there and yep. they purposely put together the haunted trail. Yeah. Right? To get like scared. That's the idea. Yep. And cuddle. Well, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, save like me. You yeah. Go through there and then all of a sudden he can slip the hand over and hold her hand in the dark. And no one would <laughs> Let's ever be know. real. You, this is a true story, isn't yeah, it? No. Yeah. No, I'm just I saying, remember. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. We all had the haunted trail experiences. Yeah. You yeah. know, S- sitting around a bonfire and you inch a little closer. And yeah. So does your youngest have a girlfriend? He does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> so my older son, no, but my younger one, he's the social. Yes. Yes, uh, he does. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Because I just saw everybody going around last night. Yeah, you know, I didn't so. even pass out candy. Did you pass out candy? Yeah, well, you're so in the country. We live out in the country. We did on, so we live in Whitley County. So Columbia yeah. City's trick-or-treating was on uh, Saturday. So my daughter and her husband have a house in Columbia City where oh. they actually get trick-or-treaters. So yeah, that's so. our new tradition since they got married is we go and eat dinner at her house oh. and pass out candy So there, was so. there a bunch of people that came? Um, Yeah, a good number. Yeah. yeah. See, if I was going to do it, I'd want to be the guy that sits on the porch and acts like you're a, like, a statue and then scare the crap out of <laughs> Somebody was actually doing that on Aetna, except they were wearing the, um, the Fred, not Freddie Cougar, but the Michael one. Michael Myers. Yes. Did you uh, see him? No, I don't know. Wait, no, not Michael Myers. The one that has the ax and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Who I'm is that? Not, I don't know. The oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> that one. Yeah. I don't watch any of that stuff. Me so either. I, what? Leatherface. 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 That's it was the guy that's on. Do you watch that stuff, Dan? Oh, yeah. So okay, you like listen. all the scary movie stuff? Oh, yeah. Okay, but if it was, okay, middle of July and you saw this guy standing outside on Aetna with that mask on, would that be okay? (laughs) (laughs) No. So it's weird because, no, but I just think it's weird. Who's behind that mask? Who is it? Like all the creeps get a day to be okay. Like they get oh, a so pass. You think, so you think yes. that all of a sudden it's like the personification yes. of a person's personality comes out on Halloween? I'm not Maybe saying that. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the first time I get to dress up like I really yes, like, exactly. I want to chop somebody <laughs> up. So I want to be like that. So, yeah. Yep. And people can see me and I can be completely yes. okay. It's completely okay. Yeah, and people are going to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> be their true weird selves. <laughs> yes. So, Melissa, tell us a little bit about what's going on because you got a lot of stuff going on in your life right now. Oh, right? my goodness. It's football yeah. season. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so tell us a little bit what, what's going on with you. Then we'll kind of backtrack and talk a, okay. a little bit about your growing up and life and stuff. So talk about what's happening in the life 
of Melissa gets. So no. just football or? No, all the I was just saying anything. <laughs> you I should do football, football though. I love it. Because no, yeah. she has a cool story. It's super exciting right now for the Gets house. Yeah. About. yeah, yeah. So my seventh. So again, we live in Whitley County. So yeah. um, my seventh grader RJ was on an undefeated team, and they won their conference. And I That's believe amazing. the school was saying it was the first time in like twenty-two years. Wow, Columbia say, City, something like on that. The up and coming. So coming his back. seventh grade team did amazing, and yeah. now their season's done. Um, and then my other their son James is a junior and he is on the Columbia State football team and they have won they won all games but one they lost one early in the season wow um have won their conference uh they'll play in the sectional championship this Friday so wow. it's been super exciting and are you like a football mom yes she oh, yeah. is oh just wait tell President him of the football booth. are you really <laughs> yes. you're into all of that oh yeah she okay. started yeah. a thing What's a thing? Just listen. The She'll tell you. Yes, that. Okay, so last year was my first. Okay, so James's freshman year was COVID year. Okay. And so we didn't even get to do anything. Like the freshmen had their own games, but like we didn't get to go to the team meals. That I don't know if other schools do that, but yeah. we do like a team meal. Usually freshmen go, but we didn't get to. Okay. Um, and they had limited tickets to the game. So it was really only parents wow. that had a, a kid playing. So freshman parents, we all tailgated outside the fence. We couldn't even <laughs> get in to watch the games. Yeah. She's so, so, hardcore. You watch your kid play at a tailgate? Well, the fresh because he was a freshman oh, that year, so it, we could it. go to the freshman. All got the parents it. that had kids out there playing could go, but they got had it. limited tickets, so they reserved them for the parents. Got so it. they were so the only ones watching out for the freshman season. Okay, so that was, tw- and then so then last year it was his sophomore year. Um, so our first go yeah, around with like getting to actually year. participate in things of the team outside of the Friday nights and right. being out there and all that. So anyway, so yeah, I feel like I'm jumping in this year fully immersed in everything. Um, but and yeah, you started this what? Oh yeah, sorry. The no, pray? Gotcha. I yeah. no, I didn't send him this picture <laughs> or the yeah. last text. So this is a surprise. Yeah. So so last year being the first year that we got to participate in things. So like I asked coach, I was like, do you care if we like have par- parents get together and pray before the games? And he was like, yes, we would love that. That. And so I started this prayer group last year. So, and then continued it this year and it's just kind of grown. So it's been really, I'm really excited about that. So basically I tried last year's first year. So trying to figure out right. what's going to work if we do it in the morning or before the game at night and right. whatever. So it ended up that, um, the mornings, uh, just a few moms were able to come, which was fine. But so in the mornings we meet and go out on the field and just the moms that come, like it's the same group of us mm-hmm. yeah. and they're more, I don't know, like further in their faith journey. So like praying for them is like, like we get into it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Like that's we awesome. can do right. some really big prayers. Right. Um, so that's our morning. And then uh, 30 minutes before the game, every Friday night, then there's just a big group of parents. And, you know, my goal was, you know, people that might not be comfortable praying, but, yeah. you know, want, like the idea of it or want to be a part of it. Um, so like not everybody prays, like right. most people don't, but. But they're we there. Just, yeah. Yes. That's amazing. And it's just, it's been awesome to see that circle grow and those people there every week coming. Um, and it's hard to remember because, you know, you're there half an hour before the game and all the stuff's going on mm-hmm. and you're getting your seat and, right. you know, all the things. So it, like, I just set a, a reminder on my phone sometimes to make sure I don't get caught up talking to somebody and forget <laughs> right. to go down. But right. yeah, so but I'm really impressed because it is a little bit of work to remember to come down at a certain time and mm-hmm. right. all the people that are like solid every week down there. Right. And so, yeah, so it's just been And really is this something amazing. people can see? Yeah, we always meet like on one side of the bleachers. Okay. That's amazing. So whoever, I mean, yeah, we're right there. Whoever yeah. walks by yeah. and stuff yeah. can yeah. see you. And yeah. then we have our little team huddle at the end of our prayer. And we're like, one, two, three, go Eagles. <laughs> and you have shirts. You have shirts. Yes, some of it. Listen yes, what the we, shirts say. This is my so, favorite part. Uh, 
you play, we pray. Isn't that cute? Yeah, Colossians. Yeah, I think it's three, two. Maybe I can't remember the the verse that it's based on, but it's Colossians something. I think it's three, two. Right. Um, But anyway, so yeah, the shirts that everybody has, but next year that's our goal because we just I don't know we somebody ran across it somewhere on the internet and we're like we so I did have a friend that made me one and a couple other people have them got them made. So next year that's our goal is to get if anybody that wants them. Is that a normal part of your personality being this? intentionality to say, well, we're going to be here, but I'm going to try to interject God into wherever we're at. I mean, I would like the, to think so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't always think of it probably, but yeah, when I, when I can, yeah. Because I think that's what we, what we would be trying to encourage people to do is to say, like, you're already going to be, you're already yeah. a part of, how do we take God to the things instead of telling everybody to come see God? Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, absolutely. you always got to come to church, but what would it look like if we just take the things that our kids are doing or things that mm-hmm. our families are doing or things that our husbands are doing or things that our wives are doing and say, so intentionally we're going to try to build something around that to bring faith, yes. you know, or the faith journey to that yes. and then allow whatever happens because it's yeah. not a... It's, and I think this is the important part. It's not like, wow, we want to do this because we want people to come to Life Church. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, that's not the idea. The idea is just introduce faith into something that right. people are already doing. Yeah, right? and you're seeing a pretty decent acceptance of it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, we could always have more, but yeah, <laughs> no, like sure. it's a good good number of people that um, are around the circle in the evening. You know, the Friday nights and right. and not even yeah. the people that are in the circle, but the people that are witnessing it. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Just like the people standing on the outside, they may not be praying, but something's stirring inside their heart. I will say, so the mornings, again, there's just a few of us in the mornings, but um, one of the maintenance guys or whatever, like we were like in our little circle praying and we get done and say amen and look up. And he was like standing like six or eight feet away. And he's like, I'm just praying with you. And I'm like, we were all like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's so cute. And I think that's what people need to remember. A movement just starts with... We're going to try something. Yeah, like yeah. Nobody really knows, but it could become somewhat of a movement, right? Like yeah. parents and more parents and now maintenance worker mm-hmm. and somebody else. And nobody, again, I think too many times we try to think, well, what's going to be the end of it all? Well, does, who really cares? Yeah, How about just I do did, something, yeah. you know, yep. and come up with the idea and just be able to go out and do it. So I think that's, I mean, I think that's a good thing for people to learn, right? Mm-hmm. So when we're saying, hey, how do we just take God to people and mm-hmm. how do we evangelize? You know, I think the thing that people forget is it's not as hard as you think. Yeah. It was just a natural thing. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't a, oh, how do we go about this? You know, it was just a natural thing. Right. And then for people to come on and be part of it, you know, it wasn't like a pressure. You well, know, so, I don't that's, know. so let's bring that up because I think that's an interesting comment that it's a natural thing. Right. So you deal with a lot of people. So you've yeah. dealt with a lot of people through photography, through your grooming business, mm-hmm. through women's small groups, through like you've dealt with lots sure. of different people. Do you think it's a natural thing for people to think like that? Or is that very unnatural? To think of starting something to or do just what you did. You know what? We're doing this. Prayer seems like a good idea. Let's try to bring this into it. It doesn't take, again, it's not like it took you a huge organizational. Right, right. right. You know, it's it was not just like you had to permission start can a we company, do this and then just you know, and do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just decided, you know what? I'm going to try to interject something. I'm just going to try to do something. See, I think that's very unnatural. And I always wonder why. Yeah. Like, why is it unnatural? I don't know. Or what do you think? Maybe you think it's more natural than than I think. For other people. Well, obviously it might not be so natural for most people or otherwise it would, you know, you would see more of it. Mm -hmm. I guess more what I was trying to go, I I don't know. Like 
when I thought of it and wanted to do it, there wasn't like a ton of planning or no, it was, all it the was things. Natural it was just for like you. a organic, I guess maybe it's more a better. Yeah. It's just like, okay, let's do this. And there was, I don't know. I feel like sometimes when you get all worked up about something, like I really feel like I, I'm supposed to do this. And then you go through all this planning process and all these details and you make it way more difficult than what mm-hmm. it needs to be. And I feel like this was just, you know, got right. put the idea in my mind and ask the coach and gather parents and try to get more parents. And right. yeah. I feel so. like it's like you've said before, just if you're, it's like God's calling you to do something, just mm-hmm. step out in faith. And then God, if it's God's behind it, then yeah, it will carry out. And that's step out, like just take the one step. Yes. You know what I mean? It's just that's ask, what she ask did. permission, then show, set a time and see who can come and then take the next step in the next, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just one, it wasn't like, I think if I would have thought ahead of time and like had all these intricate plans for it or whatever, there would have been more pressure yeah. versus just take one step and then see where it goes. Take the next step. Instead of thinking of all the details, just, just do yeah, it. Well, talk about that part, because I think that's maybe the disconnect for people is, is that you said, God put it on your mind, mm-hmm. right? Well, I'm just assuming that we serve a God of the universe that's put, that wants to put a lot of things on other people's minds, on yeah. other people's yeah. minds at the right time, mm-hmm. because yeah. I think he knows us. I could give it to it too early. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? A lot of people are like, you're going to overthink it. Yeah. You know, and I you're think not just going to yes. do it. So I think God's timing is always God's Absolutely. timing. So right. I think if we go with this whole idea of what you just said, you know what? If he puts it on my mind, I'm going to take mm-hmm. a step. I don't really have to think about it. Because some people look at that, you know, especially with me, they're like, well, you're just going to do it. Where's the, all the organization behind it? I'm like, I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, organization it, comes later. just is going to happen. Like, right. It's not, if he wants it to happen, it's going to happen if people are obedient to do it. And if if it's not the right time or, you know what I mean, then there's hangups. Yeah. I mean, just. Well, and they're always saying, well, do you got all the details worked out? I'm like, I only got one. There's one detail. <laughs> the he plan. said to do it. Yeah. So I'm just going to do it. And I have no idea what it looks like. Yeah. And that's where I'm talking about, like, one, how do you get to the place where, because I bet if you would talk to most people, they would say, you know what? I don't really ever hear from God. Like God never puts mm-hmm. a word. I hear that yeah. a lot. You know, yeah. So why not? I, that Okay. That is my mission in life. <laughs> like I love having like small groups with women. Like that is what I want to see. I right. want women to be able to, because like, I feel like when I open up the, the word and I read it, like I hear from God every time, like, mm-hmm. and I want that so much for everybody. And that is like on my heart. I want to be able to try to like, and I've thought about this a lot and like, how do I help people or how can all of us, you know, the people that have found that way to connect with God and hear from him, how can we teach somebody else Mm -hmm. or help somebody else along? And part of it is willingness I found because again, we've lived in a lot of different States. And so again, being around a lot of different people, that's what I mean. That's When you're in one place and you just have the same group of friends for decades, like I've been, uprooted so many times and all these different groups of friends. And, um, I think it, it, unfortunately, and it grieves me that there's few people that have enough desire that want to go the mile to do it. I mean, everyone can say, Oh yeah, I want to hear from God. Cause why wouldn't you? But then to actually take the steps to do it. Like God says, when you seek me with all of your heart, you Mm -hmm. will find me. Mm -hmm. And it makes me sad that it seems like, there's not a ton of people that seek him with their whole heart mm-hmm. enough to like keep on with it. Right. You know what I mean? Like I they'll they, try for yeah. just a little bit and then they just give up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't give up. You mm-hmm. got, you know, it, it takes practice mm-hmm. and it's not like overnight, but you can, he wants to talk to you. He wants to put his yeah. ideas, what he created you to do. He wants to share that with you. And I think 
it might not necessarily be an intentional thing that they just are lazy and just don't do it, but maybe they don't have the confidence. Like mm. I see that a lot too. Like people don't have the confidence. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I can do it. Like they're, they don't think they can do it. Like they know God will show up, but they feel like they're going to mess it up. And so how do we get through those barriers to give people confidence, to give them the tools you can hear from God. God wants to speak to you, you know, just keep after it and mm. trying to meet people in their, where they're at of what their hang up is, why they can't quite, well, I don't know. Two questions with that. So one, you know, the funny thing to me is, is when I talk to people about, you know, God speaking to them. Because mm-hmm. I, again, it's not like God speaks to me all the time, but I mean, I feel like I'm hearing him say stuff mm-hmm. a lot. Like, and it's not like these great revelations. You know, it's not <laughs> like he's trying to reach, do know. this. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's not like he's revealing the way to completely change everything. Sure. It's just like, hey, what about this little, little thing? Little truth about, after little truth. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, one of the things they're like, well, you know, I'm just not disciplined in my quiet time. I said, no, wait a second. First, let's remember this. When the world was being completely revolutionized, there was no Bible. Mm-hmm. So let's remember that. They right. weren't studying the Bible. Mm-hmm. They were seeking God. Right. Yes. So let's make sure. It's not that I don't think people should be studying the Bible because you should. But just so you understand, most of those people that changed the world mm-hmm. that you are now reading about yeah. weren't reading this story. Mm -hmm. Right. So we can study it and we should study it, but also don't get so hung up on that. The only time that he's going to speak to you is when you're studying the Bible, because he'll speak to you outside of that. And so, and then back to the confidence thing. The one thing that I wonder is, is that, because I could get it if somebody said, you know, God said this, but I don't have the confidence to do it. You know what I mean? Like he's still saying it. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard people be like, I feel, I feel this. Mm -hmm. And then I don't have the confidence to do it, which we can then come alongside of them Mm -hmm. and say, you're right. You, you shouldn't have all the confidence. Part of that is pride. And that's why you surround Mm -hmm. yourself with people. And that's why you have a team. And that's why we're going to help you get it. Because some people are more naturally confident. Mm -hmm. You know, like you, you're more of an entrepreneur, right? So you're not going to have any problem. True. Yeah, for the yeah, most part. Yeah. It's a personality thing. Yeah. Like God wires certain people so I do. Ways. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah for it's sure. way easier for entrepreneurs to be like, you said start something new. Ah, I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. just, and there are going to be some people that are going to be naturally like, I don't know. I'm not a starter. I don't know what that looks like. Either way, we both need mm-hmm. support. You know, to And be I think able- it's a vision. Like for me, like I can see the end. I don't know. And it, that's all different aspects of life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like moving, for example, we've moved so many times and home design um, and like your home is really important to me Mm -hmm. um, and something that I love. And so just to use that as an example, Mm -hmm. like we, Ryan and I walked into so many houses and they were awful. And I'm like, oh, I love this one. And he's like, oh. <laughs> he's like, and he trusts you me. Yeah. Yes, but I could see like, okay, we can do this and uh-huh. this and this and change this and this. And this is going to be an amazing house. And right. he would just be like, well, I'm glad you can see it. But and I don't know, like I can just a lot of times see yeah. maybe not exactly how it's going to end up, but I can have confidence in the vision of what it could be mm-hmm. and know that, okay, I don't maybe know all the steps to get there, but mm-hmm. I can figure, you know, mm-hmm. we'll figure it out. God, And if it's like a ministry thing, you know, God will work out all the right. details. And so, so lack of vision for, like, and again, that's a personality thing. Not yeah. everybody can walk into a situation and see an outcome and then figure out how to get that outcome. Right. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. what to pray for even, you know, God, here's the outcome. Like, 
I don't know. Like if it's a spiritual thing, like walking in and seeing, okay, this is the end result. Like, I don't know. That's kind of prophecy, right? Like being able to speak to somebody and I see this for you, yeah. or, you know, I see the potential in you mm-hmm. for this and then they don't see it. And how do you get them to have the trust that that could be the outcome? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I think that I still believe this. I believe that when he said he gives his young men and his young women mm-hmm. dreams Vision. and visions, like, I don't think that's just a certain people. No. So I think it's I, anybody that is willing to yeah. believe it and go after it. And yeah. so I think for people like you and me, you know, maybe Jenny, I don't know. What? Like entrepreneur type yeah, person? Like more of an entrepreneur. like No, not, but I'm a visionary dreamer yeah. type person, but yes. I'm not a doer. Like middle stuff is not me. Well, but this, I'm just saying, so for me personally, it doesn't take as much faith because I see the end. Yeah, that's to true. To be able to step that's into true. it. So it's yeah. easier for me to be able to step into it. But the end result is always the same. He's trying to grow our faith. So it's easier for us because we can see mm-hmm. something at the end than that it is, is a, for really some people point. who yeah. can't see the end. Yeah. But the result is supposed to be the same. Mm-hmm. Our faith is supposed to grow with every single step, whether you can see the end or you can't see the end. And so that's why... So you have been in many different churches, mm-hmm. many different cultures, mm-hmm. many different cities with many different women. Would yeah. you say that's the majority oh. of your ministry? Not that you didn't do ministry with right. men, but you've done a lot of ministry with women. Yeah. And just even, again, not necessarily ministry, but just like wherever we've lived. Like yeah. we've mm-hmm. had, I don't know. where, And we've not lived anywhere more than like three years. Well, we've been back. I mean, we grew up here, but right. haven't lived here all of our married life until this, this month. October, well, wow. end of October, it's eight years. And we have only lived places for three years. Like wow. all of our married life, right. um, we moved at least every three years until we finally moved back. So I, you know. Right, you've but, seen you know, like I jump into community, mm-hmm. like wherever I'm at. So d- yes, churches in that community, but also neighbors. Right. Like we just, you know, it was nothing. Multiple places we've lived, um, not out in the country where we live <laughs> now. It's a little more difficult. But, you know, younger years when my kids were littler yeah. and we lived more in town, which I'm a country person. I right. would not want to go right. back in town. But right. when we did, there was definitely like God put us in those places. Right. And we had so many people. Um, and just naturally, like kids would come over to play. And it was nothing for neighbors to be like, hey, what are you making for dinner tonight? Well, I'll bring this over. Like just all the time, like we would do that, have dinner with each other, holiday. Like we lived far from our family, so we didn't always get to go home for all the holidays. So that was our family, it was our neighbors mm-hmm. and just bringing people into our home. And So what's the roadblock? So when we're talking through this, you've seen a lot, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm sure you have an opinion, you know, is what is the roadblock for people to engage in conversation mm-hmm. with God? Because it's really simpler than what I think sometimes we make yeah. it. Engage with conversation and do what he tells you to do, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. we make it real complicated, I think, sometimes when we're like, you know, what do we need to do to be able to hear from God? I think you just need to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think if you're listening, I think you're going to hear. And you can listen in different ways. And sure. whether it's through mm-hmm. being in community or you hear from somebody because that's part of listening. Sometimes yeah. the direct word of God comes through somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, especially sure. when he tried to talk to you, but you didn't listen. Yeah. The direct word of God can come because your ears are closed, but he has a word for you. Yeah. Right? Keeps and coming. So yeah. Being Times. obedient in one saying the word. So that's part of it. So mm-hmm. our responsibilities, if you hear a word for somebody, you should say it to yeah. them, right? Because remember that he's been trying to get to them, mm-hmm. you know, and hasn't been able to get through. So you're the next step. So remembering that, that piece of it. And in the midst of 
working with women or other people or seeing all of this, what is it that when you look at it, not that there's a definite answer, mm-hmm. but just in your own mind, what's the roadblock for, for people to hear and do? Like, what is that roadblock? I think, well, I've seen a lot of different things, but mm-hmm. a theme that I see is um, lack of intentionality, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, they again, they want to, yeah. but... Yeah, life is busy. It's too much to do. I'm not going to be intentional. Having systems in place. Like, I don't know if you've read the book Atomic Habits Mm -hmm. by James Clear. That's a phenomenal book. (laughs) But just, you know, you you fall to the level of your systems. So if you don't have, and I'm huge, like I love teaching people this too, like with your, even just taking care of your home, Mm because that's been like a lost art. But how do you make it easy to do the things that you want to do to build the life and the habits that you want to have that honors God? And so- you know, I think people lack those skills of how to, not necessarily with God, but definitely that's part of Mm -hmm. it. But like anything, like I think just teaching people, if you want to live this sort of life, how do you get there? Mm. And obviously we want to live a life that glorifies God. So what are the steps that we take? And I think people just don't know what to do. So then they, life just happens and they Mm -hmm. don't Mm -hmm. have a plan to fall to. So then they plan to, that's another quote. Like Mm -hmm. if you plan, wait a minute, what is it? I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> plan to fail, fail to plan, something like that. Yes. Like basically if you fail to plan, yeah. then you're planning to fail. And so they don't, I don't know, they just don't get it or take the time to think. Which, so can so I interrupt like, you Yes, because that? that's what you were talking about on sa- Sunday was having a backup plan. Well, I would say this is the, the, and again, people say it's my personality, but the problem is you didn't know me 25 years ago. So I just had this conversation with Taylor. So 25, 28, however many years ago when I started youth ministry, mm-hmm. zero organization in my life. I was not really? a planner. Wow. Did not plan one thing in my life. I was very spontaneous, mm-hmm. did whatever, flew by the seat of my pants, never had a plan for anything. Wow. Other than I wanted to be a millionaire before 40. That's that was the only one. plan that I ever had in my life. <laughs> only goal that I ever had in my life. So anyway, so when I started leading youth ministry, people were attracted to my organic spontaneity for kids. Yeah, sure. Exactly. To that thing. And so this is what's exciting. Right. So, this, yeah. Yeah, so this is what yeah. started my journey. So I had somebody come up to me that was part of the team of people that helped, you mm-hmm. know, control the chaos because that's what happens when you're not a planner. Yeah. Because you surround yourself with people that are just trying to control your chaos that you created. Yeah. You know, and oh, they're, yeah. so they're just I trying just, to, yeah, they're just trying to keep yeah. it in place. Right. So he came to me and he said, you know what? At the end of the day, in the short term, you're very attractive to these kids, but in the long term, mm, nothing will is, ever change. And here's the reason. Oh, that's so true. Here's the yeah. reason. Because you can't lead other people because you can't manage your time. Mm-hmm. And I said from that day on, I will never be a person that won't manage my life around time block schedules for the purpose of knowing that if you are organized, you get got you give God a chance to work. Mm-hmm. See, people think it's the opposite. People think, oh, it's going to be organic, yeah. whatever happened, because that's the way God works. It's not true. God is a God of order. Mm-hmm. And when your life is out of order, God can't work. I just... I mean, again, I know people are going to be upset about that, but I'm saying if you have your life in order, exactly what you just said, managing things so that when God says, hey, mm-hmm. you're like, hey, that can work when you're completely disorganized and your life is flying around yeah. and and you're getting things done. But you think this right. is what I say mm-hmm. to all people surprising to me how many people will be like, I am just so super busy. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like. Listen, how, 
most people that are so overwhelmed and super busy are people that can't plan their time. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I think. They just get to that (laughs) Absolutely. And again, how do we help people learn the skills to be able to do? Because I had to learn it for myself. Like, I didn't know it either. Well, you guys, I'm one of those people. So we can talk about me. (laughs) (laughs) For real. I'm I'm that way. Completely. so, So people say to me, I'll tell them, when people come into ministry, I'll tell you, if you want to survive in ministry, the only thing I will recommend to you is a very strict time management plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to. The you have rest to. of it, the rest yeah. of it will all fall into yeah. place. But if you don't know how to manage your own time, then you'll never know how to manage people and their time, you know, because that's the other key, the key to success. And this mm-hmm. was the other thing that I was taught. The key to success in youth ministry at the time was not me, but it was my team. So the, the youth ministry would mm-hmm. grow as far as the team of people that I can build around me. Not mm-hmm. me. The success of Life Church is built by the people oh, yeah. that you can surround yourself with, not about you. Because if you make yourself the lid of mm-hmm. any ministry, then that's pride and you will go down. And because, I have, that's part of my, yeah. like being in different church. Like, yeah, that's the uh, problem. The problem so is, is when you become the centerpiece of your ministry and only you can do it. Because I've learned yeah. this was a struggle for me. It's been a struggle my whole life. Nobody can do it as good as me. Mm. Always. My kids, I'd grab the drill. Yeah. Give me that stupid thing. How long does it take you to put in the stupid screw? Like I could have it done 10 minutes ago. Give me the chainsaw. I fight give with me, that too. Yeah. Give me all of those that things. That would be pride. No, I guess I just never, I, sure. obviously, like me saying it. Well, you want to be it. excellent and not everybody wants to be, you know, or, or I don't know. That's not well, always it. It would but go like, back to, is it in God's eyes importance to do it by yourself? This? Is the importance is to train? Mm. Or for you to believe that you're the only one who yeah. can do. If you think you're the only one who can do it, that's, that's pride. That's, yeah, that's for sure definitely. pride. Like yeah. it's saying, yeah. I'm the only person that can make this thing the way yeah. it needs to mm-hmm. be. And I'm sitting here saying, well, God keeps reminding me of that was never what it was about anyways. Right. Never about yeah, you. Yeah. It was always about raising these people up around you because you only be successful because when you're gone, it's gone. And you've built a legacy. So for all of my life, I've tried to figure this out of like saying, you know what, there are things that I would do completely different. And I would, I think that if I grabbed it, I could do it better, but it mm-hmm. won't last. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end, it, end of the day, it doesn't make any difference, yeah. you know? And so mm-hmm. this whole idea of how do we, how do we build those things up? So why is it so hard for people to manage their time? Like I've still, maybe you can answer this. <laughs> yeah, I never big, really thought yeah. So why is it so hard if eternity's on the line. Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard to just sit down and plan your entire week and put things together and make sure that you have moments for God to work? Because mm-hmm. the other thing you have to plan is margin, right? Absolutely. So that if, was huge for me to learn that. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't learn margin, mm-hmm. so this is the thing that Franklin Covey teaches you from the beginning. If you don't learn to plan, you'll never be successful. And you never learn to plan for margin. You'll never be effective long-term mm. because even when you become a planner, you try to put in every block, Yeah. then you get over planned mm-hmm. and then you can't get anything. And right. as a mom, those times that I get grumpy or short is when there's no, no time. Mm. And when I, ha- I so I, I had to learn, there was a point mm. in my life as a yeah. young mom, I just was like, this is not the mom I want to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I just had to sit down and God straighten this out for me. Mm-hmm. What are my, pri- what are your priorities for me? And I had to like learn that. I remember that moment when I just had to be <laughs> like, okay, I'm not doing well at what I, you know, being the mom, the mm-hmm. wife, the person that I want to be. And it's because I'm like going into different directions. And so I had to like sit down and figure it out and pray about it. And uh, yeah. 
Because there has to be margin because mm-hmm. that's where soul health happens. Yes. So margin yeah. is where soul – and when I say margin, margin isn't something where you do nothing. Margin's where you do something that fills your soul, right? Like there's that margin, for me personally, I'll build in margin in my schedule that will be hunting, right? Um, or I'll build in margin in my soul that will be something. Like whatever those things are, mm-hmm. I build in margin because it's soul filling, mm-hmm. you know? And then again, margin of just like don't schedule all your meetings back to back, but that's pretty – and right. also I've noticed the margin is when, cause God always works in interruptions a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And so if you've got your whole day and your yep. whole week, so scheduled out that you have no time for those interruptions, right. then you're missing those moments that God had somebody else, right. you know, yeah. here you, you're like, that's happened so many times. Like I've had a, a day of the week that I've just like purposely not scheduled things that I had to do. And how many times, like there's been a person that was on my heart. Okay, Mm -hmm. go have coffee with that person. See how they're doing. You know what I mean? Like those times wouldn't have happened if I had been so scheduled out that I didn't have any of that time. Plus your mood, like you were saying, do things that, you know, you can have that time to where you're not burned out all the time. So that when you come home, you're not like, yes, nobody wants to be around you. Well, so I am planner at like when I work, I've always been a planner when I work and it's always, I do the, over like it's back to back to back. So I don't you leave. Yes. And that's why I get so stressed out. So that's why my yeah, free time is completely whatever, because I plan too much. I'm not a planner naturally. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not me. I like to do whatever, whenever, but working, I can't do that, but I need to find that middle ground. Well, and I think the other thing about planning that this is what they teach you is planning is not based upon a to-do list. Planning is based upon vision. Yes. Like you what know? are your goals? Yeah. You, so you I don't do that. Yeah. If you only plan around to-dos, you will get burnt out even if yeah. you have margin because you, you can't operate out of a to-do list. So what I always suggest to people is, is there's, you have your to-do list mm-hmm. and you plan a block to get your to-do list mm-hmm. done. But after that, every block is about mission and vision. And see, you know? that's too, like, what is the meaning? Right. I mean, you can fill it all. I mean, there's, I've had to learn this too. Like there are way more things that oh. you feel like you need to yes. get done than you'll ever have time to get Absolutely. done. And so, but then when you look at like, you have to step back. Like mm-hmm. this is why I tell people that are trying to like figure this out. And like, you have to step back. What is the life that you want, which you know, we want the life God wants for right. us using mm-hmm. our skills and abilities that mm-hmm. he's given us with. So if that's your goal, like you need to get with God and figure out and like take, build in time to like mm-hmm. get with God. God, what are your priorities for me? What are the things that you want me to do that are meaningful? Because mm-hmm. that's the thing too. Like when we schedule all the to-dos, where's the meaning in that? Yeah. Where are you, where are you reaching people in that or having relationships in that? Like it's all get this, 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 and yeah. this done as fast as I can and mm-hmm. whip it out. Like who wants to be around that? You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, there's an importance. You have to get things done. So like, I like how you said, you you know, those maintenance items that have to get done. Yes, build in time. But then again, find routines to get them done as quickly as possible. No, for sure. So they're not wasting time. That frees you up then to do the things that are meaningful and important and significant. And then those are the things that give you fulfillment and mm-hmm. make you ha- have a happy life because you know you're doing the things that God wanted you to do. And there's such fulfillment and meaning in that. But people hate it. Because again, I have a block in my schedule that's Part of my to-do is to answer emails. I have one block. It only gets done once a day, and people can't stand it. People hate that I'm not always available. Um, I'm like, I'm not going to be available. Like, you're not stealing away your your urgency. If you're dying, call me. Mm -hmm. The rest of it is when it fits and when it Mm -hmm. is going to go in there, I'm going to do the best I can to get back with you, but I'm not going to get caught in your disorganization because you choose to not plan ahead Mm -hmm. because you choose to not do the things that, that 
we think that you should be doing. Mm -hmm. And always remember this is that I think if you look at the, the model that God gave us, right? So the model mm -hmm. that Jesus gave when he came was make yourself replaceable. Jesus mm -hmm. spent three years making himself replaceable. Mm -hmm. So he had a very specific strategy to meet with three people that were going to be very good at replacing him. Mm -hmm. Then he was going to meet with these 12 people mm -hmm. that he was going to equip to fill in the gaps. And then he spent time with 72 to give a vision, Yeah, right? So I've always done that in my life. Like I am going to try to replace myself for all of my life in every area of my mm -hmm. life. And then the second thing that he did is, is that he spent his time leaving a legacy thing. He spent his time mm -hmm. on things that were going to be forever and not things that were going to be temporal. Yeah. So if you look at back to what you said, how do we schedule based upon bigger vision than, because yeah. there's always, and I tell people this, like, do you realize it doesn't matter in any phase of life that you're in? There's way more to do than you'll ever get done. Mm -hmm. I, and I never, you know, when I was younger, I was like, oh, I can do that. I can oh, do that. I can do gosh. that. And mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't have a problem saying no if I didn't want to do it. But I got to, you know, had more kids and yeah. things. Started, yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, I can't any longer do all the things. Yeah. <laughs> no, I completely I relate had, to but that. I, re I remember ha having that realization for the first time that, there's all these good things that I want to do, but there's no way I can do them mm -hmm. all. And I had to like come to that realization. And along that line, another thing that I've learned, and this helps me when I get over busy, uh -huh. is when you say yes to one thing, then you're automatically saying no to something else. Mm -hmm. And I heard that or read that somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that made a huge difference in my perspective of, mm -hmm. of, you know, like I might say yes and then not realize the consequence, good or bad. Mm -hmm. Of saying yes to that thing. Mm -hmm. But you know what I mean? Like you only have so much time, so much energy. And so when you say yes to something, then you're automatically taking up that time that something else. Yeah. And, and maybe it's a good thing. You mm -hmm. know, obviously there's good things that we do say yes to and take up our time and energy for, but that it really makes you focus on what are the priorities? Yeah. Do those, say yes to those things. Because when you say no to a lower priority thing, like for you, like answering emails any time of the day or text whenever somebody, mm -hmm. you know, then you're saying no to that time right. and that distraction. You know, I, right. so having multiple businesses and the, all these people <laughs> emailing me, all the freshman parents at the beginning of the yeah, class being like, yeah. what do I do for that? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah like, it's overwhelming. All these constant, and I could not get anything done. And I'm like, I, I can't do yeah. this. And I had to like, okay, put that away and do it. I yeah. had to do the same thing because you can't do the other things if no. you're constantly getting interrupted and yes. cha changing your train of thought. You know, like I get focused in on something and yes. then all of a sudden this email and I'm like- Story of my oh. life. So I had right. to learn just, okay, I will get back to them in a good time, but I can't be immediately dropping everything because literally there's so somebody many, wants I have you. people scheduling this, scheduling that for my two different businesses. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. That I got so stressed out and I'm like, okay, this is, I can't do this. I need to have, and then again, so what I think the key is when you get to those moments where things are getting out of whack for you, can you sit back and make a plan or do you just let it stress you out? And I've always been one to like, okay, I need to sit back and make a plan of how to handle this. Right? <laughs> wow. He sneezed. Yeah, that was the sneeze. About, yeah, about made my heart stop. Wow. But, but yeah, when things aren't working, do you sit back and ask God for wisdom? Like, okay, God, what? how can I make this better? Obviously, this is not going to work. I can't do this. Right. But I need to do certain things. But so how do I make a plan or a routine or back to falling down to your system, make a system to handle it? Right. So let's go back to what you said, though. And again, I know people that might be listening are thinking like, oh, my gosh, the, when in the world did we get when did Christianity follow around time management? Mm. And I've always said oh. it is the first thing that you'll need to realize Jesus, if you read scripture, Jesus was very specific about his time. Mm -hmm. 
And he was never timely. Yeah. When he needed to get away, he got away. He didn't allow distractions happen. He came and he was with crowds when he needed to, and he got away when he didn't need to. He was very specific on where he traveled to, what message. He was very specific on sitting around tables with the people that he wanted to, Mm -hmm. because naturally he would have sat at a Pharisee's table, but he had to very specifically say, I'm going to the sinner's table. Right. Those are all plans. Like mm-hmm. he did not just when you read the Bible and you watch Jesus, mm-hmm. he didn't just be like, who's invited me over tonight? Just kind of whatever <laughs> I want to do. Like he very specifically said, yeah. I'm coming to your house, Zacchaeus. Mm-hmm. I'm going to your house. I'm going to the top of the mountain to do this. He was very specific on how he was mm-hmm. going to spend his time based upon his determination of work. Right. So he, when you said well, what works and what doesn't work. Jesus had a very clear determination. He came, mm-hmm. work was this, two things, show the character of God mm-hmm. so he can save the lost. So everything that he did, he had to filter through because mm-hmm. honestly, his time for most people was, why don't you come to the, why don't you come to the tabernacle and read scripture? Yeah. Because that's what a rabbi would have done, right? So everything that he did went against the natural grain Mm -hmm. and came back to, I have to plan this because if I just go naturally down the road, Mm -hmm. I'm going to naturally pick Pharisees. I'm going to naturally end up in a, in a tabernacle. I'm going to naturally do these things. So we said, okay, why am I here? And I'm here to show the character of God and Mm -hmm. I'm here to seek and save lost people. So if you look at Jesus, he specifically planned his time to be able to do those mm-hmm. things. So that's why he went to the Father for instruction every day. Yeah. When he says, I don't do anything unless Without God going. tells yeah. me to do it, it's because he specifically planned a time to go listen to God. Mm-hmm. And then he did what he then he planned the rest of his day around those things. So that's why, you know, I always tell people, you know what part of our problem is you have zero evaluation. Like you mm-hmm. have no idea how so to evaluate yeah. what works and doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Here's how you think work works. Stay busy. And yeah. I'm like, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. Then you terrible get burnt idea. out and yeah. then you look back at your life and like, what, there's no what did I do? Yeah. What I do? You know? All I do is run around. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Absolutely. why are you running around? Well, I don't know because there's a thousand yeah. things to it's do. It's like the I'm urgent like, hits you and you do whatever comes yeah. next yes. and you don't think because about it. Because you have not defined what mm-hmm. works, right? Mm-hmm. You have not defined those things. And each one of us has a capacity that's different. Sure. So oh, every yeah. single Absolutely. person in yeah. this room also has to admit what Marcus Buckingham said a long time ago in his books, he talks about the problem with people is they try to get good at what they're bad at. And so they're always mm-hmm. like, they go from bad to good. And he said, if you want to make a difference in the world, you need to go from good to great and let somebody else do the bad. And nobody wants to admit that. Yeah, Like people will ask me about certain things that are happening around the church. And I'm like, I have no idea. And they're like, how could you not have any idea? I'm like, it's not <laughs> my strength and I don't want to know. Yeah. It's not my thing. There are people here that do it. And they do a really good job of it, and I don't need to know. Like and that, then that's, you say no to that, and that frees you up to do what you do. Absolutely, frees me to do what I'm good yeah. at. I'm good at meeting with people. I'm good at sharing vision. I'm good at training leaders. I'm terrible at the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Terrible. So I'm okay admitting it because I tried to be good at those things for a really long time, and all I did was run around. Mm-hmm. You know, And it took me five times longer to get it done. So yeah. I created a team around mm-hmm. me that offset my weaknesses so that I could go and do the things that I'm good at and be good at it. And I think it goes, that's the same for all of us. Mm-hmm. But the problem is you don't want to admit what you're bad at. And I did, 
I don't have any problem doing that. Like, <laughs> we know zero, that. No, I know. I don't have zero problem saying, nope, I ain't doing that. I'm terrible at that. Find somebody else. Well, and then when you do that, then that empowers somebody else. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It shows right. that you trust them, that right. you don't have to have a hand in every single thing. You trust that they're going to do well right. and use the giftings that God had. Yeah. Yeah, and then it that. lets other people feel like, okay, I'm doing something with my gifts yeah. from God too. And, and being le- instead led. Instead of all being you and you get all the, you know what I mean? It, it, it yeah. lets God work through all the people in the ways mm-hmm. that he made them to work. Yeah, I've always said the reason people don't create teams is because they're prideful. Mm. You know, if you don't create a team, here's the reason you mm-hmm. don't create a team. You don't create a team because you think your way is the only way. Nobody can do it as good as you. And that if you bring on somebody else, right, that that is going to do it, you don't really trust it. So you're going to yeah. have to be over it all the time. Mm. I'm like, dude, yeah. here's what you've just done. You have robbed God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of that person's call. Yes. Yeah. You've, yes, yes. You've said that only God can work through you. Mm-hmm. Well, who, yeah. who are you? Right? Like God mm-hmm. works through all of these people and it might yeah. be different. Yeah. But what you've done is you've stolen away God's opportunity because you're so prideful that you think it can only be done in one way. We have got to get over that. Mm-hmm. Like, let's stop stealing God's. Yeah. Yeah. What God wants to do with people. Since when does he want it to be about any of us? Right. Which is so true because with me and creating a photography team, a couple of the people, like one, for example, wouldn't have come back to church if I wouldn't have asked her because she's just, that's, she needed a reason to come. And the other one is a crazy story too. So it's just amazing to see like, and I had a hard time, not necessarily control. Yeah, I guess so. But I just never really thought that it was a pride thing. I just, thought it would be harder to train somebody or just to have somebody with me, but mm-hmm. it's actually easier. Again, take that wrong. I mean, don't take, take it the right way. When I'm saying pride, it's all of the time where oh, I was. you give away control, you become more dependent, right? You are mm-hmm. independent when you don't have to give up control. Yeah. Yes. Anytime you build a team, anytime you give things, anytime you're training your kids, you are giving up a sense of control. I that bet. was what's hard for me. Like both of my boys run my businesses right now. I pretty much, I go and help, but I really don't have anything to do it. And they lead it completely different than I do. They're way better than me, Mm. you know, at getting some of these things done. They have giftings that I don't have. Like they are way, I'm more of like, I'll meet with you because we have something to talk about. They are way relational. They Really? They go to people's well, Isaac, houses. Yeah. Like, they do? They have people bringing That's them awesome. gifts during the— Like, Isaac has people <laughs> bringing him cookies. Wow. I'm like, ain't no employee bringing me cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because they knew you wouldn't eat them. I'm just saying they're gifted. And so those businesses, now that I am out of the way, oh. flourish compared to— you know, and That's I have a part of like taking the lid off to help them continue to get better, take the lid off to help the businesses make money. Mm-hmm. But the businesses and the employees flourish because I got out of the way. See, so before I was always in the way. And anytime there came something difficult, like Isaac, the good thing this comes out later, like Isaac is fire, <laughs> Isaac's firing somebody tonight. Oh, no. You know? Is this so his, his first, first time? experience <gasps> to be able to have to fire somebody. And so we're talking through all of, do you want me to do it? And again, in him, he knew, yeah, I just want you to do it. But right. He, but he's watched over this time where I've just said no, because you know what happens when I get in a room, right? I take over. Yeah, you do. It's just a problem. I get in a room. I don't even know how to stop it. I, just, <laughs> I really don't. I don't know what. It's a personality problem. Yeah, it is. I get in a room, and I just take over whatever's going on. Well, I, 
It is when you when you can't shut up and you your son's supposed to be leaving. That's true. It is in those environments. So <laughs> in it, and he, he knows that. And so over the course of the last six months, mm-hmm. he's really done a good job of meeting with his employees. And when I'm out of it, he has to do it. And he's yeah. to Oh, that is a key. Yeah. yeah. So when you have, because you to. too many times, there's somebody who's done it longer yes. or, yep. or more whatever. And so you just sit back and mm-hmm. suddenly when they're gone, then, and you know, you have to do it, then that's right. when you step up. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, giving like people Brady, those opportunities. Brady's leaving, leading 10 people that are all older than him and that have more experience in the pig industry than he does. Wow. And over the course of the years, that was his biggest struggle. And I just told him, I can come and help. Well, well, I always say I can come and help, but I never have any time to come and help. So I don't even know why I say that. <laughs> so he's had to learn, and he now does way better. Wow. Than, in fact, he had somebody come out from PIC, our genetic companies, have never seen the employees in the farm ever be like this before. Wow. Ever. And so I'm just saying, our point is, I would rob from those mm-hmm. two young yeah. men what God wanted yeah. to do in their life if I always had to be there. Well, that's pride, mm-hmm. right? The pride yeah. of saying, only I, if I'm involved, can this go the way it's supposed to go? Yeah. Only, you know, that was a big thing that I had to, okay, take a step back, let God do what he wants to do in the lives of other people because you give him a chance. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. more of what yeah. I was saying from mm-hmm. pride, you know, is that we struggle sometimes giving up control. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was intense. <laughs> that, that was almost 35 minutes <laughs> was it? of planning, learning to plan. It was good though. But I think good. again, it was. Like, what we could learn from what you're saying, because you have been through this and you're doing it today. You're saying part of, we want people to hear from God. So mm-hmm. just to make it simple, hear from God and be able to do, mm-hmm. right? So what we're praying for is helping people get into these positions where they can hear. And then once they hear, have the availability that they're yes, not running the, the, the rat race so mm-hmm. much that, you know, and don't, because this is the other reason I think people run the rat race is because I think of pride too. Mm. When people look at other mm. people and say, look how busy they are, they're like, I know. Mm. I'm so busy. Yeah. That's a prideful thing. Mm. Just because you're busy doesn't mean you're effective. Oh, absolutely. Some people will be like, I mean, how many times do you come up to somebody and be like, how are you doing? Busy. 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 And we almost say it as a sense of a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, here's a badge of honor. Look at all of these things that I'm doing. Instead of, nope, I'm being effective. Let me tell you about the effectiveness of my life. Instead of me running not sleeping. Right. Yeah. And I'm right. speaking to the choir. Like right. I'm speaking to myself. Oh, I have to check myself same. all the time. Same. All the time. Same. Me too, because that's yeah. my same thing. Is just like, yeah. if I'm not doing something, you got to be doing something. Like, you know, instead of just saying, yeah. like, part of this is I need this in my life. And so hopefully people can take and learn from you. Because if you haven't been around or been in some of Melissa's well, small groups, or if you, I mean, that's part of what you're teaching mm-hmm. in all of what you're doing is those two principles. Like you're not running and a time even management if you can class, hear, but you're, yeah. if you're, and I tell my group this all the time, like just because you're here and listening, but if you walk away or Sunday morning, same thing, I'm sure you feel the same way Sunday morning. Like if you walk out of here and nothing changes, then what is the point? Like there's no right. point. Mm. You know, I probably shouldn't ask this, but I'm asking it anyway. <laughs> is your women's small group open to women? Yes. Okay. So find Melissa 
get with her. She mm-hmm. is a great gift. Yeah. And, and again, I've heard it from people. Like, if you want to get involved, when does your small group meet? Mondays. Um, Mondays at 630. Okay. And we have room for a few. We've had a few that have had to go for other reasons. So we do have a few openings. Yeah. So that's so. my point. So if you want to reach out, you want to get yeah. under someone's leadership that that does and has been through, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. these things, you know, Get with Jenny. I don't know how to actually Yeah, I've actually, I think I have some people that are interested in. But get with Jenny and Jenny will get you connected to Melissa. Because again, this gets worked out not by yourself. Right, right. back to this Mm -hmm. whole time management thing, Mm -hmm. I paid when I had $0, $3,000 for a life coach. When Sherry and I, when this guy said this to me, yeah, because the only way I was going to get it done was with community and not hoping I would get it done. Yeah, the, the same thing that we're talking about to go down these roads to hear and mm-hmm. obey and hear and obey and time management and keeping mm-hmm. each other in check because that's the other things small groups do is accountability. For sure. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you say but you're not doing. Yeah. So yeah. In community, these types of things will happen. So it'll be a good opportunity for people to get mm-hmm. into community because that will always be my suggestion. Seek a person out and try to find somebody mm-hmm. that's been down the road that can help you get it done. Yeah. And that's what I love to do. Like, I would love to have more people, even just one-on-one or whatever, right. like, because that's what, I don't know. Yeah. It's your passion. That's what you're yeah, good at. I love that. And yeah. seeing them be able to do something that they could, you know, were struggling and be able to get it and how that's going to change their life and their family's life and everybody, you know, mm-hmm. there's such a ripple effect when yeah. they can learn to like hear from God and be in deeper relationship with him. Right. And I think it just starts with this. And I'll say this to all of our audience. When I'm talking about pride, part of our problem today is just admitting we won't admit that we need somebody. Like mm-hmm. I've been dreaming for a really long time and I hope this comes to fruition someday is I want to put a life coaching network together mm. that's here at Life Church. You know, it's like a life coaching yeah. leadership network that people can admit, you know what, I don't know how to do my time management. So I need a life coach to be able to help me yeah. get it done. Like it's okay to admit it. Absolutely. It's okay to admit yeah. I don't know how to take care of my budget. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to take care because all of those structural things give you opportunities to allow God to work. Yeah. If your money's out of order, if your time's <laughs> mm-hmm. out of order and your life's out of order, you can say all you want. You want to hear from God, but he's probably not speaking. Mm-hmm. So how do we create a network? Yeah. Because in the church, sometimes our default is always like, learn more about the Bible. Now yeah. your time management's terrible, your money management's terrible, and your life's out of control. But if you learn more about the Bible, you for sure will get it right. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm saying, can we partner? You got to connect. Yeah, mm-hmm. can yeah. we connect the two together? So can the church provide a coaching network, you know, that people like, you want to get your budgets together? If you want a life coach, can help you do all three, you know, and keep you accountable? Yes. Because I think that will help finally mm-hmm. connect the dots mm-hmm. of wanting to and effectiveness. Right. Because I just don't think they're ever put together. Yeah. I think we say if you want to learn the Bible, go to church. If you want to learn about and it's all disconnected. Budgets, go Most somewhere people else. Can't right. yeah. Connect the right. Yeah. You can't connect yeah. why Jesus would tell you money management, time management, life management is key to the gospel. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we want them to be con- mm-hmm. we know that they're connected. We should help connect them instead of saying, learn your time management, money management, life right, management somewhere else. else. We'll teach you the gospel, and they can never connect the two dots mm-hmm. together. How powerful would it be if the church would teach how it connects? The practicality. Mm-hmm. Yes. How do you make it practical? Go from the book to yes. doing it in your life. Yeah. yeah. How do we put those yeah. two things together? Another thing that I thought of when you were talking, um, just like learning from other people. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm, I don't remember what the quote was, but something like when you read a book, you're learning, you know, people yes. that write 
of their knowledge mm-hmm. and what they've learned through trial and error. So like you're getting like certain books that you read and I know you read a lot, you're getting their whole life lesson and yeah. life's wisdom by reading a one book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you can keep some of that and collect, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. every time you read a book or learn from somebody else, you're collecting bits and pieces. And I look back at all the people that I've been blessed to get to know. Yep. And I take little bits, you know, I've yep. learned little things to incorporate in my own life from so many people. And it's just like such a blessing. Right. And I want to be able to do that for other people too. So like, how can we that have figured some things out for in sure. all different aspects, how can we impart that to other people? Yeah. Right. And again, they on their part, they have to want it and mm-hmm. put the time in to do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the problem is that is people aren't willing to, oh, I'm just too busy. And they don't. And I'm like, I want to tell them, okay, but you're going to, your life is going to be so much better. You're mm-hmm. going to be so much more effective, effective. You know what I mean? If you set the time to do this. And mm-hmm. so it's hard for people to get that in their mind. I think sometimes mm-hmm. that they think it's just a time commitment and they don't get the reward that it's going to be for them. That's totally going to be worth it. Well, mm-hmm. and again, let's just be honest and we should be able to do this. You should be able to admit when your life's a failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we say failure, we need to understand that if you call yourself a Christian, Success is not defined by you being busy right. all of your life. Yeah. So let's just say busyness is not the meaning of success. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we have to be okay admitting at times we're failing, mm-hmm. right? And I just think it's too hard for, and I don't even know why this is. Like I don't know why it's so hard. Just admit that, man, I'm failing big time. Mm-hmm. I need help. Why mm-hmm. is that so hard? Why is it hard to do you find that hard for yourself? Oh, absolutely. Why? I mean, I don't know. I just think like Do you think for, people look at you differently if you say, you know what, I'm failing right now? I'm not I, sure. So I go back to like my addictions. Okay. I held on to those for as long as I could because I didn't want to own up to the fact that like I had a problem. Okay. So I mean it's essentially the same thing in a certain aspect like for me now would be time management and I guess not leaving enough space for effectiveness and for God to really speak in other ways or just to like help people, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So is it hard to admit it? Like, is it hard to just say that? And the reason, because you think somebody will judge you and say, like, you think that it's like, if you say I'm struggling with my time management, somebody will look at you. I just think I don't want to face it. Oh. I like to run from my problems. Oh, so you don't care what somebody else thinks? No, I do. I care about oh. what I everybody else thinks. So, like it makes you uncomfortable to think yeah. that you're not good in an area or as good as you want to be in that. I don't know. Is that it? Like you just. I just don't want to fa- not face it, but I just don't want to. I'd rather not talk about it. And it's so I feel like for some people that I talk to, it's again that lack of confidence. Like they don't see. Yes. a path to it. Yes. So you just think I can try and try and try and I'm not going to get there. So I just don't want to, is, yes. is that more? Cause I see that mm-hmm. mindset and people that again, back to the vision, like they don't have the confidence to mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. you know, there is a path. I just yes. need to ha- get with God and get the wisdom or get with other people that can help me mm-hmm. um, figure out the way to get yeah. to the person that I want to be, that God's calling me to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like so I, then when you feel like you don't know the pathway to get there, then right. you just shut down. Yes. Cause I can see the end goal. I can see the vision. Like if, yeah. when I'm dreaming, I can see all that, but I don't think I can do it. So it's I, like, it's myself. I, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's pretty cool. And again, I think, cause this is me. So I told everybody that works here, like part of the problem is, is that I have this huge vision of all of these things. But I already know I can't get them done. But I, in the beginning, people wanted me to stop sharing them because it was so overwhelming to the staff oh. and so overwhelming yeah. to the church. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. And I'm like, 
dude, you're going to kill me. Mm-hmm. Like I got to, <laughs> I'm going to say it. Like, I'm yeah. just going to tell you like, this is the vision. Here's what I already know. I know I can't do it. And mm-hmm. I know right now we can't do it, but that doesn't mean that we can't take one step mm-hmm. closer today. That's all I was trying to mm-hmm. say. And for all of us, I think that's this, we got to get over this idea that you got to complete it all. No, you just need to complete one step. And then one more step, and then one more step. And, and maybe, like you were saying, it's other people come. You know what I mean? That people that aren't even like here yet knows. that yeah. are going to come yeah. and be a part and, and further it down the road. Right. So I said, back to when I talked to our staff and we talk about these big things, you realize that when you become the lid, you're robbing God mm-hmm. because now you're not at least allowing him to bring mm-hmm. some people to something because you shut it down because yeah. of you. Right? Like, we have got to get to this. Stop shutting it down right away. How about start here? God has a vision. You're right. I can't do it. You can't do mm-hmm. it. We can't do it, but God can. So let's just let's pray on it for a while and see what God. Let's sit down in a meeting with somebody and say, you know, here's some things we've been thinking about, and mm-hmm. maybe God, maybe that person will be like, you know what, I've been thinking about yeah. the same thing, and we shut it down before it ever got started mm-hmm. because we always look at how it affects us. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Every time something goes out there, it's like. Oh my gosh, this is how it's going to, I'm going to be so busy and I'm going to be, and I'm going to take this away from me. And then they start this whole, like, I'm like, geez, Downey, (laughs) I mean, what the world? All I'm saying is how about take this word to other people and see what God wants to do? Cause it could come back Mm -hmm. to nothing or it could come back to one step Mm -hmm. and one step and another step. And there could be people sitting out there today that are waiting for you. Mm. But we don't talk to them because we're like, but it'll overwhelm me and I'll never be able to do. And I get so busy. I'm like, that's so unfortunate that Mm -hmm. we won't at least allow God to work outside of our capacity. Yeah. Because we realize this, right? Every time you work inside of your capacity, you get the glory. Mm -hmm. Every time you work outside of our capacity, God gets the glory. So work outside of your capacity. Right. We've yeah. got to get to that place, you know, or move to that place so God can get the glory mm-hmm. and not us, you know. And if and you look at like I'm thinking of a couple different stories in the Bible, it's a faith thing. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And like whenever people like God gave a certain some of them a vision mm-hmm. and then others are like, Oh no, we can't do mm-hmm. that. And then it like kills it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like the lack of faith kills it for the people that wanted it. So like Joshua and Caleb, you know, they go in with the spies and see the promised land and, and Joshua and Caleb, God said this is our He's going to give it to us. And everybody else is like, oh, no, you know, we could never do that. Yeah. And so then it kills it for everybody. You so know they what I mean? wandered 40 years yeah, in the desert. Because wow. of lack of faith. And then yeah. I think Hebrews is at chapter four, talks about that. Like you don't get to that place of rest because you didn't have the faith yeah, for, for it. Sure. And so you don't get to those places where God can do the amazing things mm-hmm. because you didn't have, like what you were saying, you put the lid on it. You'd mm-hmm. think, oh, there's no way in human thinking mm-hmm. that could happen. And so then it just... Yeah, or you just a, or if you remember, like when they were it. talking, I don't know the exact story, but they were talking about the idea of there was no water. So God said, go out there and start digging ditches, right? So he told all the people, go out and dig the ditches. And they gave the word to the king, you know, and so when he gave the word to the king, the king had to give the word to the people. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that the king worried about is what are the people going to think? think? Because if I ask them to do, and that's going to take so many people to get done. And so if he would not have said to the people, mm-hmm. dig the ditches, those people that then watched him fill up, you know, when there was no water, mm. he would have robbed all mm-hmm. of them of seeing the vision of God. Right. What happens inside of the church? We'll I'll have to ask more volunteers and I'll have to do. And yeah. I'll have, if we ask all these people, I'm like, 
You might be robbing God of what mm-hmm. he wants to do in that person. So they might say no. Mm-hmm. Well, join the club. Everybody says no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everybody goes down those roads of saying no. But are you robbing God from the opportunity mm-hmm. because you never ask? Yeah. You know, because yeah. you never do. But isn't that what happens in yes. everything that we do? Yes. God said, go pray. Then you could have been like, okay, I'll just go pray myself and I'll just go do myself. But he said, no, go and gather the people. And look how many people have been blessed mm-hmm. right. because you just went and asked. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I was going to say earlier too. Um, so one of my son's baseball players that goes to a whole different high school because it's like a summer team. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, hey, I noticed because I made like a post last year of one of our prayer circle, whatever. And I was like, here's my girl's Friday morning prayer or whatever. And she saw that on Facebook and was like, Hey, I want to know more about that. Like, I'd love to start that at my school. And so I just spread like that. Like, I didn't even think about that, but you know, you never know where you doing one thing Mm -hmm. might lead to somebody else getting a different idea. And she might've taken it a whole different way or her school, you know? Right. Right. Because we get stuck in this idea that we want to ask, we don't want to burden other people. Again, pride. Right. I don't want to do when it was up to you anyway. Mm. Like, who is it for you to decide whether it was going to burden somebody? Mm-hmm. That's um, all. Let that get worked out with God. Yeah. You just ask, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't a burden to somebody else. Or when we ask people to do things, it could be a great blessing. Mm-hmm. That for person sure. could be like, I did this. And after I did it, I was so like, wow, you know, I was so moved because you ask, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to do those types of things. Absolutely. So, are we at an hour already? Yep. I yeah. feel like, yeah. Sorry. You're going to have to come back on. <laughs> I know. No, I, mean, I know. We really got through you. I just had to come back on because nobody got to know you yeah. really. So mm-hmm. you just need to schedule her back on. But we Absolutely. can't keep on because really she has a huge story. I know. Like, and her story is incredible. Stories of faith, and mm-hmm. family, and the things that you've done. So we'll just have to have to get on again because I think what we talked about can be a big blessing. To yes. People, mm-hmm. You know, of how you've done that and seeing those things work in your lives and learning those principles so they can hear from God. But once yeah. you hear her story, you're going to see how it worked, right? right? Which is some of the cool stuff that yeah. we'll have to get to again. Will you come okay. on again? Sure. Go. Yay. Okay. So let's do questions. Question time. Yes. Here we go. So the questions that I'm about to ask you, okay. I send out a text each week and let everybody know who the guest is going to be. And then they come up with questions. Oh, okay. So that's why I asked you for a picture. And I didn't use the one I really wanted to use, which what what animal was that? Was that a little dwarf? It's a miniature horse. Oh, yeah. it was so cute. He got out. Well, it's a miniature horse. Oh, okay. A miniature horse. He got out and was at the neighbors at like 730 one really cold winter morning. And I had to go get him. <laughs> it was so cute. It was a picture Leave of her. pony. Yes. 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 They're always <laughs> a little pony, but he was so cute. Okay. Kaylin Griffith wants to know, what is her favorite Thanksgiving food? Ooh, that's a yeah. good one. Man, that's a, so that's probably a... my grandma's stuffing. <gasps> stuffing. I've learned Seriously? how to make it. I don't think I make it quite as good as her, mm. but that's probably. Stuffing's good. It. Stuffing yeah. is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you make it a certain I've been worried way. about eating stuffing. Why? I never eat it. See, Ryan, Ryan doesn't Why? Either. I used I to not know. like it, but have I you ever had know. it from the box? I don't know. Like It's really good. So this it is so good, though, from the box. So I guarantee I that. Thanksgiving is just that you have turkey that you could barely choke down. Like, turkey's so dry. <laughs> yes. Right? So you get this turkey. Then you'd have to, I love, like, mashed potatoes and gravy, mm. you know, and all of the dessert part of it. But I'm like, can we have a different meat? Can there be, like, a different Ham. thing that we can eat that doesn't make you choke down yes. your, your food? Yeah. You got to 
cook the turkey right then. Uh, you do. Right. Ryan the needs to teach you because Ryan does, does really well. Does a good well. turkey. Yes. Okay, Ryan, look me up. Teach me yes. how to cook a turkey because yeah, I'm in charge uh, this year of the meat because we're going to you know, have all the kids over and Aww. Sarah's kids are gone, so we're having all my kids in and we're going to do the Thanksgiving and I'm in charge of the meat. So, yeah, I won't do the mistake I did last year, which Uh-oh. was I'm going to smoke a turkey <laughs> and I bought a smoked turkey <laughs> and smoked it again. <laughs> It's like Christmas vacation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know where you stick it. <laughs> Didn't you have to order something else or what happened? So I had a ham. That's that I right. Did, that's and I did right. A smoked turkey. I thought it wasn't smoked. smoked. A double smoked turkey. A double smoked Tastes like crap. Oh my crap. gosh. Terrible. Yeah, Learn from that. Sorry. Wow. Stopping. Stopping. Is, what's yours, Jenny? Sweet potato casserole. Oh, that's mm, good too. I could eat that every day Date of my pudding. life. Ew. I've never had that. Ugh. Sherry's grandma used to make date pudding, and no one else ate it but me. And it was seriously, <laughs> it's the it was so good. Are there crumbs in it, like graham cracker yeah, crumbs? It, it's it. kind of like a um, um, cobbler. You oh, know? so it's like so date. kind of like a dessert. Yeah, I mean oh, not no, a yeah, dessert, just but for like sure kind a dessert. Of, yeah, and you okay. put really sweet and put whipped cream on. Oh. it. Oh, okay, man, so it's not literally cup. a pudding. Like chocolate pudding. No, no, no. Tapioca would, I don't pudding. I why they call it date pudding, I guess, now that you say that. It huh. looks like a cobbler, but it's, well, I guess I, I never good. made it, but I'm assuming it has dates in it. <laughs> I'm assuming <laughs> well, that's why they it's very call, confusing. Dan, what's yours? Uh, mine is my mother-in-law's uh, green bean casserole. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one. Cheese on it. Ooh. Cheese on green bean casserole? I've never had cheese on green bean casserole. I either. Like it's, there's nothing, I can eat just that, not anything else. <laughs> Jenny, maybe maybe you should get people to say, this is my favorite and send in the recipe. So all yes, of us, we I can, know. I was like, I need those recipes. Oh, yeah. that would be fun. Get them to send them in to that number or put it on our Facebook yes. or do something and we could share like different stuff. Oh, that would be fun. Just like Ryan can teach us all how to yeah. cook a turkey. Yes. Yeah. Or be able to do it right. Yeah. Okay. Good thought. All right, here we go. Melissa. What is your favorite dog and least favorite dog to groom and why? Also, do you have any horror stories with any of your clients being that yesterday was spooky season oh. or since yesterday <laughs> being that spooky season ended yesterday? Oh boy. Anonymous. Okay. So there's multiple questions there. Favorite and least favorite to groom? Yes. Which are the hardest to groom? Doodles. That I know. That's what I was thinking. Everybody's got a doodle. Doodles. They're yeah, crazy. Doodle. <laughs> Every doodle's crazy. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Speaking of somebody that has two doodles. Yes. Two doodles. They're great dogs, but yeah. They're wild. I don't know. I don't know. I think they lose their brain. Ryan would agree. Ryan would agree. No, poodles are smart. Golden retrievers are the like, oh. Yeah, they are very much so. Like, I don't know. I've never seen a golden doodle, but Sarah has a Aussie doodle. I love my Australian Shepherds. They're the yeah. best dogs we've got. <laughs> oh, our own. Yeah, the Aussie. But what about that doodle <laughs> thing? There are times if I could pick it up and break its neck. <gasps> I That's would only because it, it bites you. <gasps> oh, listen. Yeah. The other day, and and Sarah's like, "Well, he's just pretend." Ethan and Sarah were going down the road, walking, uh-huh. right? Just walking down the road. Sarah does something. Ethan goes to smack her. That dog jumps up, bites him on his love hand. Bites. Bites oh. Ethan. Bites Ethan. Leaves. Teeth marks and a bruise like that <gasps> big. And, oh I, and they're like, well, just protecting. I'm like, that dog ever. Because there were times I'd re- go down to kiss Sarah, 
You know, and that dog tried to bite me in the face the one time. Oh, my. I said, if that dog ever bites me in the face, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my you gosh. You might have to see a massacre right, oh my in, right in front. But anyway, sorry. I took your question. But wow. I thought doodles were a little, but it's not the poodle. Well, doesn't. I mean, standard poodles are really smart. Hmm. Don't blame the, the golden part. retrievers, guys. And I love golden retrievers. They're Maybe it's a combination. Happy. Okay. So it's just, they, I don't know. The so golden, that's what you have in, is golden In my doodle? mind... The golden retrievers are just so happy and loving that they're very, they don't, it's not like a cerebral, like where people kind of hang back and you can, t- you know, okay. they think about things more. I oh. think that's just my observation. Well, yeah, golden stone. They're, so they're you just have like, oh, it's doodles? a person. So I have a mini golden doodle and a mini labradoodle, which actually that's my son's dog because he begged my youngest, RJ. Okay. Like he asked for a dog okay. for like a year <laughs> until finally last summer when it was around his birthday, we found, and it happened to be a lab. I, I didn't, I, I don't, after not having shedding dogs, I was yeah. like, I don't yeah. really want to go back to shedding no, dogs. I, yeah, I, so that's I that part the, of it. I mean, there's I lots of other dogs it. that I really like, yeah. uh-huh. but I'm like, I can't the deal with the hair. Oh yeah. So, and now his Labradoodle sheds. Labradoodle what? really? Shed, well, Golden Doodles, in my experience of grooming, Golden Doodles do not That's m- weird. shed at all. Okay. But Labradoodles, and not all of them, because again, you got the F1, F2, you know, if it's got uh, more poodle, but if it's like half poodle, half F1? lab. what? So there's like different, <laughs> like if you breed a lab to uh-huh. a standard poodle, okay. then you get a, a Labradoodle. But okay. then there's not just that. They'll take the doodle and breed it to a poodle or, you know what I mean? Like there's second uh, generations, no, whatever. So then it ends up being more three quarters poodle and only a quarter lab. So like you can get some that don't, but like he's oh. half and half and he sheds. Not wow. not as bad as a lab. Right. Lab shed really bad. Nothing sheds as bad as a golden retriever. Right. Um, no, I don't know. If you keep a golden retriever groomed, they are more of a seasonal shedder. Really? Well, you better to tell a Isaac that to get his to dog to the groomer. More I know often. my dogs are bad too. You can undercoat out, whereas a lab doesn't really have the undercoat. They just shed all so the time. So, Furminator? Really? Yeah. Furminator? Is that when you, how do you get you, it that's out? That's a good, I mean, there's multiple tools, grooming tools. To so, get if I brought my dogs to you like several times, two times, because it's fall. And because mm-hmm. they're getting their winter and summer yep. coat. Yeah, but yep. aren't you supposed to get them groomed? Like, I feel like we used to groom Jack like every six weeks. Really? It, every six weeks? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't. And, and you, we used to do I, it all the time. Now, I'm not wow. saying they don't shed because they still are going to shed, but they have the double yeah. coat. So it's yeah. more that loose. If you get all that mm-hmm. undercoat brushed out. do that, out, like, a, like tear all the hair out, whatever that mm-hmm. was called. You know, not tear it out. Furminator? Yeah, but when we we had him groomed at PetSmart, I swear I'd oh. pay the bill all the time. It drove well, me crazy. <laughs> Maybe yeah. they didn't get it all. I don't know. Don't but know. Isaac's dog, yeah, because we said he we'd shed never have a so much dog, dog. And then you walk into the, the house now because I moved and walk into the house. A at spur home. just float, and I'm like, <laughs> and they're like, we just swept, we just swept. Anyway, yeah. so did you answer what's the best? Oh yeah, um, what's the best? Best one to groom. I I don't know. I appreciate a good looking dog. So okay. not necessarily a certain <laughs> breed, but like if it's a good looking dog, like I appreciate that. Okay. And I enjoy grooming a really good looking, well put okay. together uh-huh. dog. Um, Any crazies that you don't oh, want to, that are I mean, a breed oh, like that's breed? crazy? Yeah. A breed that's crazy that you don't okay. like to groom? This is not scientific, but this is like <laughs> 20 some years of being a groomer. Okay. If it is a like a liver colored kind of pink, n- not a pink nose, but like more of a liver colored uh-huh. nose, like they tend to bite. <gasps> really? So again, wow. I, there's probably no scientific basis for that, but well, there that is, is my there's Melissa Gets Grooming Scientific. I know. And not all. Research. Like, That's I years. If you got a liver colored nose, look out. Man, yeah. I don't prejudge. <laughs> like I give them all benefit of the doubt. But yeah. in my opinion, the percentage of those wow. type of dogs will be more like I'll, I'll be a little more on guard. 
to and they, liver color. What is so liver color? Like a, like a liver. I don't look at livers that <laughs> like often. Reddish brown. Oh, yeah, okay. Like a chocolate colored dog would have. So a, goldens. A lot of. Yeah, but gold. I mean, I've ran across a few goldens that were not very nice. But yes, most of yes, them are. there most are some. Are. But those and are there's dogs. There's definitely certain breeds. I don't know. I can just the look of the face and the eye, like. I don't know. I'm pretty. You can good just at tell. Dogs. So, have you had a horror story? I know. Has dog? anything happened? Like of a grooming experience? Yeah, client, um, dog, mm, bite. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's crazy ones. <laughs> My clients are pretty good. I yeah. can't complain. But yeah, I've had in uh, over the years. There's been a few. Okay, have you ever one. lost a dog? <gasps> like. Like well, it got I mean, out of the grooming station oh, and ran away. No. Okay. Oh my gosh, that would be no. terrible. That would be a horror story. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Next question is from Tammy Little. Mike hates doodles. That's oh true. wait, hold on. I re- <laughs> yeah, Dang it! It wouldn't be me if I didn't do that. Okay, this is Tammy Little, and my dog Willow is in desperate need of a grooming help. And then she, she says, Mike hates doodles. So I had to send a pic <laughs> so you could share. Listen, Mike doesn't hate doodles. Here's the funny thing. <laughs> I mean, ask people who have had them. They usually have things that aren't normal in that breed. Uh-huh. Like Bernadoodles will have anxiety problems that they would never have as a Burmese mountain dog. Like yeah. they just don't have that. Interesting. That the cross has brought in traits. Mm-hmm. You know, like none of our... Australian shepherds are barking machines mm-hmm. and territorial like that. Like they, they only, they know instinctively how to herd. Mm-hmm. So when a yeah. cow comes, they instinctively know to nip at a heel or to move a cow. Uh-huh. I'm just saying sometimes the reason I say that is because I think they do things that the normal purebred of yeah. an animal mm-hmm. would not do. That's and just an opinion. I would agree with that. Um, and again, not always, but because yeah. there's some really great doodles. Yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of, a lot that people tell me they're on anxiety medication. Yes. And I'm like. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I've heard. Poor thing. Yeah, I would say to you, it, it, you can help. It, okay. I would say there's definitely good minded dogs mm-hmm. and bad minded dogs, but then just like with a person, you can, the way you yeah. own mm-hmm. the dog, train yes. the dog, you know, yes. how you. I don't yes. know what, raise the dog, whatever. The way you handle, I guess that's more yep. the way yep. I'm saying. In your house and the way you handle the dog and what's the dog's day looks like mm-hmm. if it's in a crate all day long or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, like for sure. that can definitely exacerbate those problems or make them a lot better to where they're manageable and you don't really yeah, have mm-hmm. a problem. For sure. so, yeah. so that's my only hate towards it. just seems <laughs> that yeah. those breeds do things that they wouldn't, wouldn't normally. normally do, but it's kind of sad what, though. It's not their I, fault. Huh? It's not their fault. No, I know. But again, it's just back to consumers, right? <laughs> yes. So yeah. consumers wanted something. So they yeah. bred it, whether it was right or and wrong. And now that's like, everybody has it. Like, yes. Yeah. That's Which, what I mean. Again, I have to, I can't say anything because I've told them. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because everybody yeah. wanted I mean, the majority of what I groom is all not purebred dogs. It's stu- right. a lot of doodles. Wow. I mean, I do have some that are not mm-hmm. doodles, right. but yeah. But the, people have won away from the purebred dogs. Yeah. In oh, the for house. sure. And like all the new puppies are almost all doodles that people are bringing. Yeah. Yeah. Next question. This isn't a question, but this is a comment. Chris Jackson says, good morning, all. I just have a quick comment. I love watching and listening to her when she's on the worship team. You can see her love for Jesus. Oh, what a compliment. That was sweet. All right. Question. 
And this is from Emily Miller. She says, being a mother of four, what is the best way to introduce a relationship with God to your young children? Wow. That's a good okay, question. Yes. Well, back to like, I th- and I, th- I almost find it's harder with my kids than, mm, than yeah. other women. I don't know. And a part of it is my four kids have been like spaced out. So that was like looking back over the years, that was always a struggle. Um, trying to do like we'd try to Ryan and I would try to have family nights or something oh. where it was like a message but like mm. they were so spread out in age like we really struggled because what the oldest yeah. would be appropriate mm-hmm. than the younger and yeah it was hard so I just try to do okay read, read the question one more time what is the best way she said uh, what is the best Christ way to, to introduce children. yes re- what is the best way to introduce a relationship with God to young children okay so number one way is model it yourself yes I would say yes. I mean, more than anything that I can tell them or try to get them to do or whatever is if they don't see me spending time with God, yeah. then I think they're going to be like, what's the, well, you don't do that. You know exactly. what I mean? So like number one is show it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried so many different things over the years and I don't know, you know, yeah. it, 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 every kid's got a different personality mm-hmm. and they're going to learn different ways and they're going to find God different ways. And like you said, you know, is that people experience God in all different ways. Right. And so it's not like there's a cut because I've thought about this a lot. Like there's not a cut and dried way. Right. They have to, the best that I can do is just keep encouraging them to yeah. seek him mm-hmm. in their own way and have, yes. but just do it. Like you, are you seeking God? Are you spending time in his work? Are you seeking God? Yeah. Like, and just keep mm-hmm. maybe accountability right. Like for older kids. Again, it's different when they're real little, but. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've heard you say this, or we've talked about this before. So you're right. One model it. Right. So mm-hmm. model consistency in a relationship and model faith. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the also thing is get to know your kids. Oh yeah. For, yes. that would be know the, what their heart is and what is yeah. their way to, yeah. you know, what, because, what things, because for what I've recommended to each of the yes. four of them has been different. Yeah, like that's it's what not I mean. just Instead one of standard routine. discipleship that yes. every single person does it one way. Mm-hmm. It's spend yeah. some time relationally, get to know your child and then mm-hmm. present the gospel or present yeah, faith to them that's in a good. way that works works because every that's how ours all eight kids are different yeah mm-hmm. and all of them accept it and hear it and do it mm-hmm. and act it out in different ways so i've For heard sure. you talk about that yeah before. yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's good All right. Sally Knuckles. She is for sure a I know she is for sure a prayer warrior. Love Melissa and how passionate she is of sharing what God lays on her heart. Aw, thank you, Sally. I know, Sally. And that <laughs> is all the questions and comments. Okay, so Jenny, end us up with the number, how yes. people got onto there, and then yep. yeah, we'll finish So it if you want to be on it and you're not on it, text 260-408-8383 and text podcast to that number because that way they'll get you into the group and you'll receive our texts. And you can text back, text us. If you know somebody that wants to be a guest, if you want to be a guest, if you have questions, comments, really anything, we just want to have a conversation with you. Yeah. So, yeah. And don't forget that when Jenny puts this out, so she puts it out on Facebook, she Mm -hmm. puts it out on Instagram. One of the ways that we can get that reach is for you to share it. So there are ways to share those things. And then the other thing is if you're watching this on YouTube, Mm -hmm. which we do have a decent amount of people who will watch and not just listen. So if you are watching, when you comment, you know, on any of the the videos, it helps us with our reach. Yeah, it does. So if you can comment on it, even if it's just a word of encouragement, Mm -hmm. you know, on the things that are happening. Because, again, we do believe that the more people that we put on display – that God is using, that the more opportunities God will be made real in the lives Mm -hmm. of people. So if you're seeing it, you know, 
put it out there because we think it's a great opportunity yeah. you know, to do that. And I would say, if you don't know Melissa, so if you're listening and or watching, mm-hmm. you don't know her, you should seek her out. Like Absolutely. She's, a, she's got a cool story, her, both her and Ryan both, like yeah. got a cool story of what God has done in their life and the things that they've seen. They've been at Life Church for a long time, yeah. you know, and so they've seen a lot. You know, it's always cool yeah. to see the people <laughs> who have seen it before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you've seen it before. You've seen us where we were before mm-hmm. to where God has it today. And you've been, been a part of it. It's been an awesome journey, for yeah, sure. And that's yeah. what I mean. And you've yeah. been a part of the journey. You've yeah. been a part of helping. You've been a part of praying through. You've been a part of encouraging through. You've seen those things. And so it's always good. And I've loved to see, you know, you guys walk your journey because there were some times where, you know, it was it's challenging. Been, yeah, you for know, sure. And God has, where you guys are today compared to however many years ago that mm-hmm. was, like God had some interruptions in your life. For sure. You guys for sure like stepped up and in faith have walked that journey. And I think, you know, you've taken that and now tried to help other people. And so if you don't know her, get to know her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back to what we said in the beginning, if you want to get in a small group, yeah. there's a couple spaces. Reach you know, out to she's me. a great leader and it's a great group of women that, that is, you can, yep. you know, surround yourself with. And or just come up and introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah. Because I, think yes, great, abs- I would yeah, love that. She yeah. would love that. Yes. Yeah, great couple I love to get to know. Yeah. Great opportunity for that. Fun so, fact. Okay. The first yeah. time that I came to Life Church was night of worship and you were speaking when she was giving her, um, not a testimony, but it was just over, um, I guess it was a testimony. It was a, it was yeah. a testimony, the struggles yes. they were going yeah. through. Yeah, like, so that was really awesome. neat to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so again, Melissa, thank you for your faithfulness. Yeah. Thank you for, you know, being at Life Church and serving and allowing, you know, God to use you. And even just more than that, thanks for being used yeah. by God in every area of your life and for people to be able to see it. And so we'll we'll be excited to continue watching yeah. our journey. Jenny, we'll get you back on okay. so we can get to learn Thank more you about for your life. Me I know. I love like conversations. Like yeah. I love having conversations. So. Yeah. So we appreciate you. And again, appreciate everybody that's listening and or watching. And again, share, like, comment. And we'd love to be able to get this out there. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.